0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Survivor's Podcast. I got a pretty special guest here. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I am Joanna Fisher. Um, I have been gone for probably just five months.
0: Only five out. months. She just barely left everybody. Round of applause. There we go. So let's get into family a little bit. I know you don't want to drop names, which is totally fine. You're so fresh. Are you the only one out? No. Okay, so let's go into family family dynamic. Let's go ahead and do that.
1: Okay, I my stepdad was kicked out when I was three, so I actually never knew him. Um, My real dad. Sorry. And then I had a stepdad. And uh, he was my mom's sister's husband. So my mom married him. He had another wife before, but she had left or something. I that story was a little bit mixed up. So I never knew her, but her kids were there. So I actually had siblings that weren't related to me at all.
0: So your, your father got kicked out when you were really, really young. Yes. What was that reason? Do you know? I actually don't know. Huh. You never were told anyways.
1: I never was told. I had some suspicions. People said he had some sort of relationship before he was married. And I don't know to what extent that went okay. or anything, but that's what people told me.
0: So um, when your mother and father were married, was she the only wife at that point? Yes. And then she gets reassigned. Is that what is that the term you'd use?
1: Uh, they just, they yeah, practically. Um,
0: I mean, stepfather is kind of a weird term. For me to hear that in polygamy is kind of a weird term. Yeah. Because it's just like reassignment. Kind of. Sending you to another family. So how does that, how do do you remember, you were probably so young, but do you remember stories of how that works?
1: Uh, I actually don't remember a lot of it, but I, when I think back on it, I just remember being like confused and hurt, but I'd never really remembered a lot of it. But my sisters say that, I mean, they lived happy. There was my mom and her six kids and then. One day, then he came in and told him that he had to go. And my mom actually tried, she just tried telling him, no, huh, let's just pack up and move out. Like, we're happy. Why do we need to do this? And he's like, no, we need to stay for the children. So, yeah, she moved over to her mom's, her dad's house for a while. So I actually lived with my grandpa. And I don't remember much of it, but. So, I yeah, my stepdad was kind of like my dad my whole life. Okay. But it was different.
0: And how the family dynamic um, your mom coming into a new family, do you remember growing up in that new family? Like, that was all you knew. So, what? how was the family dynamic there?
1: Yeah. Um, it was all I knew. I had 24 siblings. It was normal. Don't say normal when it's 24. For me, it was normal. But I didn't now understand that it wasn't. Oh, my gosh. That's so um, crazy. My mom, you know, they were sisters and they had their conflicts. Full sisters. Yeah. Wow. Same mom, same dad. Wow.
0: So. That causes a lot of fights i can only imagine yeah so what is there jealousy is there is that a thing that's rampant
1: i think there is but i think my mom never really had feelings for my stepdad so as far as she as far as that goes i don't know if there was but i think there was the other way around
0: and then let's get into you are so fresh out have you is there anger are you going through anger stages depression stages how is that work being just less than half a year out
1: Well, at first I didn't want to like look up stuff and then people would talk about like why Warren was in jail and stuff and I started looking it up.
0: So before you get into this, this is very interesting. You didn't know. So what do they tell you? You were young. What do they tell you while you're in there? Because you never met Warren, right? I never met him. Um, He's been basically on the run and in prison your whole life. What is the story they tell you?
1: So they tell us that he was falsely accused and he's in there because we are not worthy to be among him.
0: And that's the classic story. And how did, do you remember how you felt hearing that? Like, did you feel, oh man, we got to repent. Everybody's got to repent and yeah. extra work and overtime and everything.
1: When I was really young, I felt that way. But then like I would hear his trainings and I'm, I I was taught to be submissive and I'm not a submissive person. I by mean, nature. Yeah. I'm just not. I like and how you call
0: them trainings, by the way, because they, were, they weren't, yeah. they weren't teachings. They were trainings. They were groomings. I like that. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: So, yeah, we were taught to be submissive, but when I was very young, I was angry about it, but I didn't know any other way. So, I just kind of dealt with it.
0: So, that's so interesting. So, did you ever go to, we'll stay on the Warren subject real quick. Did you ever go into the meeting house? I did. And do you remember any of that?
1: Yes. I I went to church. I um, started going to church when I was very young. They had meetings every Sunday. And we just went as a family, sat down, and Warren never never called in when I was really young from prison, but he did after, like after the UO member and a little bit before, he would call in and he would send away people, like tons of people in church. He would call off their names, say they were kicked out forever and stuff like that. In front of everybody. Yeah.
0: Wow. And was there reasons or just said you're gone?
1: He said a lot of them were, he had accused people for murder of unborn children having a murderous spirit. I mean Wow. It was crazy.
0: I'm sure he never has committed any of those crimes. But oh, anyway. He's so
1: perfect. Yes.
0: <laughs> so, um, your cousin Maria was just on. Um how does hearing her story is it is so far different from yours, but she had mentioned that he was like God. Everybody like bowed down to him. Do you remember those? Like, do you remember hearing of Warren being the only way to heaven?
1: Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, like they said, we were taught that there was only one mouthpiece on the earth at a time. And that was him. And if we even questioned him, they said that was death. Referring to afterlife death. Yeah. Of course. Straight to hell. Yeah. Okay. And uh,
0: so... Let's get back real quick. I'm very fascinated. So you, you they told you, okay, you guys, it's all your fault. Basically, it's all your fault. Warren's in prison because of you guys, right? Yeah, that's kind of how they made it seem. You have to repent, Lottie Dot. And they, eh, while you were there, did they tell you he was coming out?
1: They did. They said he was going to come out, and the Lord would deliver him. Kind of like Jesus, like, like being
0: happen. reawakened. Like you know what I mean? Yes. It was going to be a whole ordeal.
1: Yeah, and the destructions were going to happen. If we weren't worthy, we'd all be left here to be destroyed and the rest would be lifted up or something
0: so he was the only way through heaven for reals at that yeah. point oh my goodness so at what point did you start researching
1: after i'd left actually probably about a month after and at first i was like do i dare do this like should i get into this and yeah i was all hesitant feeling guilty about it but after like i was just like holy cow like what were we thinking okay. why is my family still there
0: So let's get into that. So you find out he's not ever getting out of prison and you find out that he is in prison. Do you know what he's in prison for? Yes. And how does, how does that settle with you?
1: Oh, wait, I was sick. Like I got sick and at first I was like, are they making this up? Like he's been God on earth to us our whole lives. And, and then it just angered me. I was like, what the hell am I thinking? My whole life was a lie. Like why am I still alive? Well, I mean, you know, I was kind of like, why am I here? What's the purpose now? Wow.
0: Yeah. That's a whole nother, whole nother thought. So he, (sighs) I'm sure you have thoughts on him now. Um, do you consider the FLDS a cult at this point? I do. And uh, how long have you thought of that?
1: Probably for about four months.
0: Okay. So since you've left. You, you, so there was a month period right after you left. And how, what was that whole, how would, did you deal with everything? Um, You're only, you were 17, right? You're, yes. you're only 17. Um, whole new world. You're you're put out you you leave and you go out to the outside world and it's wicked, right? We're the wicked world where apostates everything. Yes, like that. but
1: it was exciting to me. At this point I had kind of grasped the concept. I was like, this isn't for me. Like okay. even if it's true, even if I go to hell, this isn't for me. This isn't what's making me happy. So I don't care at this point. I'm gonna go out and I'm gonna live my
0: right. life. And then um let's get into the into your story of leaving. What were your doubts, fears thoughts and everything that kind of led up to you leaving before you're even 18 leaving everything behind your whole family all that
1: well my family was separated so my second mom she's living somewhere else and my mom actually finally got her own house and I was actually living with my cousins which is Maria's family and then I moved up to Cedar and my stepdad was actually kicked out when I was 11 as well and he started coming around and I I didn't want that. Like, I did not want to go back to how it was before. And I was like, I would rather leave than have him come back and be my dad again. So that that's what I was going to do. And then I met my boyfriend and we started hanging out. And my mom, like, threatened to get a uh, restriction order, all that, get him arrested for kidnap, everything. And nice. I, I was just like, yeah, right. Nice. Like, <laughs> try to go there with me.
0: Nice. So, um... Were you moved out around a lot while you, like before you left? Like, is that a thing that they move families around a lot?
1: Yes, they did. After the United Order or whatever, I I was a part of the United Order. And in your opinion, what's the United
0: Order? I like to hear it from everybody because it's so different.
1: It's weird. They just take people in, give them an interview. I guess they decide whoever's worthy to keep going to church or I don't know. They say move forward in the religion or whatever, in progress to go to heaven, you're farther ahead than the rest of the people or something.
0: Or something, I don't yeah.
1: know. <laughs> but I was, I just turned 11. So it was like 10, 11, right around that. And I was like, why am I a part of the order? Why is my big sister not? You know, my oh. little brother. But my mom was in, and then my second mom wasn't. And she was always the good person. And uh-huh. it was kind of a real stab. It was, yeah. I almost laughed about it. Just because... <laughs> It was well, there's kind of no rhyme and
0: reason. That. That's yeah. It. So you're 11. You go in and, and have, a, how do you become part of the United Order?
1: So it was weird. Like, I went in and Lyle Jeff shook my hand. And he just like, are you clean and pure? I mean, I'm 11. Yeah. I'm just like, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he's like, are you sure? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, thank you. And then the next day, my uh, cousin, which is my brother, was actually our caretaker at the time because my stepdad was kicked out. And he came in the next day and just said, okay, pack up your stuff, pack up a pair of clothes. We're going to go up to the font. You guys are going to go get baptized and get put into the United Order. So, yeah. I so, guess you they- have
0: to be baptized to be, so you're baptized and then you're United Order. If you don't get baptized, you're not United Order.
1: Yes, you have to be baptized to be in the United Order.
0: Do you, when you guys get baptized in the FLDS, do you guys get the Holy Ghost like the Mormons?
1: We do. We get baptized when we're eight.
0: So, you got baptized twice. Twice.
1: Actually, there was actually a reconfirmation going on for a while when I was nine and we got baptized. I don't know what that was about. You got baptized more than twice. Three times.
0: Okay. That makes complete sense. Anyways, (laughs) I roll. But so, okay. I actually never heard that you had to get, oh no, I did hear that. Okay. So you've been rebaptized a few times and you don't know why. They don't, don't they don't explain things or what? Maybe
1: I sin too much. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Such a rebel. Well, now look at you. You're out in the outside Gentile world. So welcome um moving around a lot is that a, do you now that you've left do you think that's a tactic that that the brethren use like to for like repentance or like or were you moved around because you had to get new houses or what
1: well i'm not sure because the first eviction happened right after i had moved back so i moved with like maria's family when we were united order and then after the full restoral thing started, then all the UO, United Order people became non-members, so I moved back. And then we got evicted. We moved into a really small house. I mean, all 24 of us, both moms or whatever. Six bedrooms. Oh, my gosh. We were really squished. We lived there for almost two years, but we started having really bad problems, like, just with the family, and I guess they said that we were a bad influence on each other, and a lot of the family wanted to, like, move on, and then there was, like, Older ones that were bad influence for the younger ones, so then they split us up and we moved with a family we didn't even know. So, like, some of us moved in with another family, so they separate
0: families too. Yeah, that's heartbreaking.
1: Yeah, but it just causes a lot of tension, a lot of anger between families, and a lot of times it pulls families apart, like just amongst themselves. Like, they just don't understand it. And with me, like, I got to know this other family moved in with, and the rest of my family was upset about it. And so they were all upset at me for it. And I was the only one that got along with them. And so they were like, you're betraying us. Like, you're liking this other family. And I, we lived in the same house. So <laughs> it was kind of hard.
0: Just lots of different fights. Um, I was going to go with, evi- you mentioned evictions.
1: Yeah. Y- I, your family got evicted? Twice.
0: How and Why?
1: I don't know why the evictions were happening. I hear it's because they weren't paying the taxes. Okay. But when we right before we moved to the smaller house, we got evicted out of the bigger house. It was up by the canyon, and we moved to our smaller house because we were evicted. And then my aunt, which is my second mom, she actually lived in that smaller house with a little bit of her kids that were with her still after we were separated. And then she got evicted out of that house.
0: And, and you mentioned caretaker. Oh, I forgot. We should go back to caretaker. Um, I've he- I have heard that word a few times. So your your father gets sent away. Your stepfather gets sent away. And what's a caretaker? What is that title, job duty? What do they do?
1: So I guess it's like a priesthood head or whatever they call it. A man that holds the priesthood that is placed over you to guide you and give you counsel.
0: And who was it for your family again?
1: Oh, we had many different ones. Oh. um, <laughs> So my brother, uh, my...
0: How old was your brother?
1: I think he was 25 at the time or something. He had his own
0: family and everything? No. Oh, okay, okay. Have you, since you are so young, do you ever remember people being married? Because marriages have been not a thing for a few years. No,
1: I don't remember. It wasn't normal. Like, it huh. was normal for no one to get married. And I know people did get married when I was very young, but it was all in hiding. And it was a secret thing. Interesting.
0: We'll get back to that in a minute. So... You also mentioned full restoral, which I haven't heard. And I didn't know there was a difference. I didn't know that UO became non-members. Let's get into full restoral.
1: Okay. um, I was actually never a full restoral. So I'm not sure the exact, like, what that is. But they um, call certain people, I guess, and invite them back to church because they actually stopped meetings completely for a while. And it was, like, between the time when, for a while, they're like, Lyle Jeffs quit the bishop for a while John Wayman stepped in and even Sterling Jessup for a while which is really weird <laughs> and then they had 40 Sorrels after Lyle Jeffs came back and they just called random people in and they would start going to church every Sunday and they would get this secretive stuff and they couldn't tell us about it and they couldn't talk about church so I didn't know much about it but then there was like the non-members and the UO and then there was the 40 Sorrels.
0: So, there were three three levels, in air quotes, like three levels of FLES members. Yeah. Everybody's an FLES member, but then you're told you're a non- non-member. That doesn't really yeah make sense to me.
1: So, yeah. I didn't really understand a lot about the full restoral, but then the, there was full restorals for a couple months, and then all the members, the United Order or whatever, they became non-members, and there was just full restoral and non-members.
0: And were the full restorals only men? Pre- nope. Oh, really?
1: They They were just people that were selected. Like I said, there was... A 13 year old girl that was selected out of a huge family she moved to a different family with a family of full restorals like there was stuff like that
0: so they were just literally moving families around just
1: f- randomly picking people
0: that's gotta like kick your psyche a little bit like yeah it, it doesn't really make any sense should we get into education because everybody's story so different but with with your age um a couple of my friends that are around your age as well only went to like fourth or fifth grade and, and what about you
1: So I actually only went to fifth grade. Um, My education was really sketchy my whole life. It was an off and on thing. My so my sisters and my mom and stuff tried to teach in school, but it was it kind of happened. It was like
0: you say kind of what does that mean?
1: It means if you got up in the morning and actually made it to school, then we got school that day. Like homeschool. Yeah, it was homeschooled.
0: So you're, you're like if you didn't want to go to school that day, you could just sleep. Practically, like, they
1: would get you up and try to get you to go. Or sometimes, like, the teacher wouldn't show up, which was most of the time my sister or my stepmom. And it just kind of happened here and there. Uh, first grade was really successful. It went through really good. And uh second grade, we actually had another family living with us at the time. And it was really hectic. Like, it just didn't happen. There was more more of everything else going on Mm -hmm. it was just really crazy for that two years they lived with us i mean they were partiers and they actually were kicked out and they were invited back and they moved in with us and so they'd been out here for a lot of years and so they moved in and we were like this good family we didn't swear we didn't do anything Mm -hmm. and then they move in and they're completely different and so we kind of just like all just fell together and it was actually a blast like that it was really fun i like those two years those
0: were good times then
1: yeah um, I mentioned good times. Do you remember your childhood being mostly good times? Uh, mostly busy, but yeah, feeling like you were never good enough is normal, I think for people in polygamy. They feel like they always have to reach another level of perfection and and then we're taught that perfection actually doesn't exist unless you're like the prophet or god, but
0: So it's like what's the point?
1: Yeah, but then it's like you need to be like god to go to heaven. So, okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um speaking of uh teachings and stuff now that you've left or the question would be while you were in
1: did you recognize it as tactics and brainwashing no not exactly but i remember even like i was six and i would listen to like the trainings about how a wife should be and she should be submissive and i would get so angry but i couldn't talk to anybody about it and just be like why do women have to be that way like i don't want to marry some guy and not even know him and then just become his slave like and i was really young but then i was just like but how else is life like how else do i get to heaven and just deal with this you know yeah. and so i was just gonna live like that but as i got older i would question it with my sisters sometimes and they'd be like why do you think like that like you're not supposed to think like that and stuff because then supposed they to talk about to. your doubts yeah but you did a little bit
0: not too much <laughs> yeah just to your siblings mostly your parents your mom had no idea
1: Um, I actually would get angry at times and talk to my mom about it and I would ask her why she was still there because I don't think she was ever really happy she my mom actually has a mental disorder condition it's it's uh, not really bad like every once in a while but like she'd have breakdowns over depression and she did many times when I was young and I would help her out of those even seven I mean and I would watch her go through it and it hurt me And I'd be like why are you still here and she'd just say because I want to go to heaven I want to live forever. I'm like, well, do you even love my stepdad? And she's like, he gave me two beautiful children, and I, I try to forgive him. And one time she's, she told me, because he didn't get abusive at times when I was really young. When I got older, not as much. And it wasn't, like, horrible. It was just, like, every once in a while. But she told me one time, I was talking to her, I'm like, Mom, he hurt me. Like, I can't just forgive him for it. And she said, well, he's done things to me, and I've forgiven him. And I'm like, like what, Mom? And she just said, I can't tell you. I can just tell you one time I was physically sick because of it. And I was thrown up. And I said, what did he do to you? How old were you
0: when you heard this story?
1: I was 14.
0: So you were old enough to kind of understand maybe what she was saying. Yeah. Wow.
1: And I was like, what did he do? And she's just like, I, I'm not going to tell you, but all I'm, I'm telling you this because I want you to know that you can forgive him like I can. I'm like, you shouldn't have to, Mom.
0: Wow. That's a lot for a young 14-year-old girl to hear. And, not, and and be helpless. Like, what do you... You can't help her if she doesn't want to
1: help herself. Yeah. Sad. Do you think your mom will ever leave? She actually... So we went down in SAR not very long ago. Okay. And she actually told... She was talking to my boyfriend because he was with me. Uh-huh. And she said, don't tell my girls this. But if all of them leave, I'm just going to go.
0: So how many more did she have until <laughs> she leaves?
1: <laughs> well, uh, my older sister left. So she has the one... The two just older than me. And then she has my younger sister, which of course would go with her if she left, because she's only eight. So. (laughs) So three or? So two.
0: Two. All right, we can do it. (laughs) So before you heard that, before your boyfriend had told you that, would you have thought she'd ever leave?
1: Yeah. She told me my whole life, like she would get angry about things. She'd be hurt and she'd just say, I'm just going to pack up and go. I'm just going to leave. I'm not happy here. You guys don't want me here. She always said that all the time.
0: So she kind of made you guys feel bad about it, too.
1: Yeah, but then it was back and forth because then she was like, we need to be here because this is what we're taught. This is the way to get to heaven. And so it was like a back and forth. And I just think she can't make up her mind. Like,
0: So uh, having caretakers, <clears throat> how do the caretakers, do they kind of try to take control of the family? Like, is, I, I bet it's different family to family. But when you had different caretakers, were they ever there or were they just like, because I mean, how did your family make have income coming in?
1: So, my uh, uh, second mom actually worked really, she worked a job, she tended old people, she'd go to their homes and stay with them, and so she made pretty good money, and then I had my four older brothers or whatever, oh. and they would bring in income.
0: Well, they worked probably since they were 12, huh? Yeah, they,
1: yeah. they worked their whole life, and they'd go out on jobs for months on end, and yeah. then they'd, they'd help, like, pay for the power bill, and they helped support us, and okay. we had food stamps and stuff. But our caretakers more came in for class. We checked in with them before we did anything. Like, uh, I couldn't even go over to my friend's house across town without checking in with them. Huh. Socializing was a bad thing, yeah. they called it for a while. So, like, if I called and talked to my friend for 10 minutes on the phone, then it was bad because I was socializing and I was wasting time.
0: Did you have a cell phone or was it a house? Like, no, you guys it had was a house phone?
1: It was a house line. We weren't supposed okay. to have our own phones until we were at least 18. And. You're not
0: 18, you have your own phone, so
1: congratulations. (laughs) I got, yeah, I got my own phone when I was 16. My boyfriend bought me one. I it for a long time. Okay, so
0: let's get into that. Um, Growing up in the, with the generation you're growing up with, it's become, it it has become more strict, like, the color red's not good, you're supposed to wear the prairie pioneer dresses. Did you have outside clothes ever?
1: No, not until I was 16, and I bought my own until I got my own job, but back then like we had to wear our dresses we couldn't wear anything else in fact it was even in like we were told to actually do our hair up on our head yep. so it couldn't even go below our collars we were restricted to eat a lot of things after we like the united order and stuff after we so joined. that's
0: true i've heard that so oh, yeah. like what kind of stuff were you told that you can't eat and can't eat
1: it's just weird stuff out of the ordinary corn uh cabbage you can't onions. eat that they say it's yeah you can't eat it like why did they say What do they, they say? said it weren't healthy for you and chocolate a whole bunch of other things coffee after a while like my parents drink coffee my whole life until yeah. older you know
0: i mean they own their own coffee shop down there yeah but it's corn that's
1: cor- um there was a corn. lot of other things i can't remember now radishes beets a lot of things that i actually thought were really good for you and then they were told we were told not to eat it who, like who
0: tell who tells that
1: warren jeff's and revelations from joe who's joe jail oh He's jail like okay. from jail i thought
0: you said jail. because i was like i've heard a couple new names already today um and then th- i mean these re- you said you use the word revelations
1: yeah that's what he calls them
0: that's so a revelation that you can't eat corn Let, let's just think about that for a minute <laughs> is that weird to you now like it was it weird to you when it was told
1: yeah it was it was interesting i was like you know, I mean, corn is something you can preserve and they teach us to preserve food for the um, hard times and the instructions and stuff. And, and, stuff. and then they tell us not to. And I'm like, not to eat corn. And after we had like stored a lot of it and we're told to store it all. So I was like, okay, what's going on? So yeah, it was a little bit weird.
0: Oh, interesting. What other stuff is, is classified as weird f- for you?
1: Um, Almost all of it now. Oh, but yeah. uh, another thing... Um. Was yeah, the hair restrictions. Yeah, and we couldn't wear like flashy shoes. Like
0: you couldn't cut your hair either, right? Couldn't
1: cut it at all, or color it, or wear makeup or anything like that. Ooh. So, um, we were taught to be really plain. Like even some of the girls would like make their dresses more fitting and tight, and that was bad. Like because they're trying to get attention from boys, and we're not supposed to do that and all this stuff. And you're supposed to have loose fitting clothes. So.
0: Which is yeah. interesting to me because the old men are predators and wanted the younger girls, right? Yeah. I mean... Did you... So let's get into that because now that you've done research, you kind of understand that that was happening. But did you realize that at the time? Nope. Not at all. You would had no idea. Did you know underage marriages were happening?
1: Uh-uh. Like I knew wow. like way back, like my cousin Maria, like I knew way back like some of the moms and stuff were young, but I didn't know they were still going on until after.
0: And you at this point know polygamy is illegal.
1: Yes, I uh, always have.
0: Oh, okay. So I was going to say, what's that? How how did you find that out?
1: Um, so there was a lot of cases going around about it, court cases and stuff. People trying to make it like talking about how it's illegal. Some people trying to make it legal. And my parents would talk about it, and that's oh. how I found out about that.
0: Oh, really? Okay. Because yeah. I have a friend who her her family is in in it in another group down there, but she had no. She's she's eighteen, and she had no idea until like two months ago.
1: Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, I always knew that it was okay. against the law. But so
0: your family had talked about it. Yeah. What did they say about it? They say that we're wrong for telling it's illegal?
1: No, they would tell us that it should be legalized. And every time there was like a court hearing or something to like fight against it, we would fast and pray that it would be legalized.
0: Oh, So fast and praying wasn't just for Warren Jeffs getting out of prison.
1: No, it was for a lot of things. Huh. We even did it for Lyle Jeffs and I don't know, like the me- all the other men that went to prison for marrying young women and stuff like yeah.
0: Now, do you see that as not just fasting and praying? Or um, do you still see it? Like, <laughs> I don't know if I could explain it besides like, that's another way of control.
1: Yeah. Well, I straight up think the entire thing is mind control. Okay. Like they say, if you take a child and convince them they're happy like this, yep. they know they don't know any other way. Yeah. They can straight up tell you they are happy like that.
0: Like I ask, I ask a lot of people that have left and say... It's like you guys in the crick is like literally in the desert. Like when I went down there in April, it was like already in the hundreds. So it's like a desert all year round. And you're wearing these very, very heavy, like full length dresses. And then most are you. Did you wear garments?
1: Yeah. Long underwear and stuff. Yeah. yeah,
0: Super long. All the way down (laughs) to the Three layers of
1: clothes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And I say, how did you do it? And they kind of what you with what you just said. It's just what they knew.
1: Yeah. Well, your bodies adjust to it. You're used to it. Like. Now, if I put my dress on or anything like that, I I cook to death. I'm do you, like, still, have, I do you still have some of them? I do.
0: Good. <laughs> that's what I. That's why I always tell people: is take some of your belongings because you'll regret not taking some of the stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean. So let's kind of discuss: you're fresh out. You just left five months ago. Where you're at now? You're in public school for like. Was it your? Is this your first time in public school?
1: Yeah, I actually dropped out. It's just too much between work and. Uh, me trying to go to public school I I was like I can do this you know but I'm going and I feel like I should be working I feel like I should be doing something else I feel like that this isn't who I am because I feel way older I shouldn't be in public school and it's just bugging me the whole time
0: okay so do you plan to get your GED yeah okay I think that might be better because you're working full-time you're doing full-time high school and it's like thrown into the real real world Country. Yeah, and
1: I enjoyed parts of high school and I, I totally advise people to do it, but it was just such a hassle and trying to actually convince myself that this is what I need to be doing. I tried and tried and tried, but I couldn't. Like, I'm like, I'm bigger than this. Why am I in school? This isn't what I should be doing. Like, I feel like I'm 25 and I'm going to high school. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and, and school's not for everybody, especially when they leave. Um, This story might resonate with a lot of different people because people are like oh I gotta go to college oh I gotta do that it's not for everybody and so I think it's a good thing that we're able to talk about this and say school wasn't for you uh, you'll get your GD you'll go move on but that was a lot I think that was a lot for you to come yeah. right in and cu- you came in right at the beginning of the school year and all it was kind of probably really hectic and did like did you even have time t- from leaving to being adjusted to being in public school
1: um barely almost two months
0: two months and so you really just were thrown in and
1: yeah And i I mean you have help right yeah i I have i had so much help and i wanted to do it and but it was really scary and new to me and then i did it and i was exciting but the first week was like really stressful i didn't know what i was doing i was like okay this is this is horrible the second week was better and i i think that it was good like i i love the experience and stuff and if I didn't have to work as much, I could probably convince myself that staying in school is probably a good idea. And I think it was. It's just my mentality cannot convince myself that. Mm. And even like with science and stuff, like they're teaching me earth science. And this you is weren't completely taught that, huh? Yeah.
0: Because they're not taught. You're not taught about evolution.
1: You're not taught about even like um, animals mating. Right? Um, some of it. But yeah, like back then, we're like as far as like the beginning of earth and stuff like that, I didn't know one thing. I come into this class and they're talking about this. My teacher asked me a question. I'm just like, what oh. are you saying?
0: You're like, Why are you?
1: and he's like, Oh, sorry. Cause he knew like my background oh, a little okay. bit. Okay. And he actually helped me a lot with it and helped okay. me understand a lot of it. And it was really nice. And he was a good teacher.
0: So you never thought he would like, when you first heard that, where you're like, you're lying. What I told what I was told. Well, was right.
1: my brain was contradicting him, but I didn't think it was a lie. Okay. I was like, what is going on? Like, I was taught this, but I I didn't think it was a lie.
0: So what other stuff do you remember since you just recently been out that you were taught being in the FLDS to where you are now realizing, oh, wait, you know, like maybe it wasn't, maybe that's not a lie or, oh, wait, you are questioning like, but I was taught this, but it's actually this, you know, like, are there situations where you're like, get put in and you're like, wait, you have to like literally sit there and think about it for a minute.
1: Well, I used to think like, I never thought Plague me was for me, but I used to think it was okay. But, like, I tried meeting my stepdad, and we tried having a conversation. We don't know each other. And it just, it it was just painful. And I straight up, now I know it's a sin. And I, before I didn't. And now I'm like, maybe people think they can live it, but it hurts almost every child that lives in it.
0: And so, can we get into that? Because I think that's interesting that you say that. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, children, they're taught to be happy like this, but women... They're taught to be submissive and give up their own feelings and actual emotions and just stick up with it and be sweet about everything. Keep sweet. It's yeah. Cool. I hate that. <laughs> and maybe it's not so bad for men. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, but it hurts every single girl that grows up and I think even if they try to convince you it doesn't.
0: Well, and what being a girl and not having marriages and the point of being a woman is cut clean and have babies right yeah but there's no marriages and no having babies so
1: what's like if you would have stayed what would there be for you you know that's yeah that's the thing is i would ask my mom like what's here like warren jeff is in jail he's gonna get out and marry people I'm like no i have a sister that's like 30 mm. uh, well she's my cousin but yeah
2: my yeah, sister growing up
1: yeah and she's just still there and she's just living and i'm like for what you know there's, what are, i yeah yeah i have a cousin he's 40 something and he's never been married And he's just like, maybe I won't get married in this life. And I think he spends a lot of time just being depressed, but he believes that that's the only way to get to heaven. I don't get it. Neither do I. I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, you could have had a family. You could have been happy. But no, you're just there doing nothing.
0: So did you have a boyfriend while you were in FLDS? Yeah. And that's shame on you, huh? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So let's discuss that and then let's get into your story of leaving. So how, how did... Uh, your boyfriend was also FLDS living down there? Yeah. Were you guys having to hide?
1: We did. So I actually lived with Maria's family at the time. I met him at a New Year's party over to her house, and we started talking, but it was like, I kind of thought he was weird at first, and we mocked each other and okay. laughed at each other, you know, of course. And then I moved over there, and we started talking more. We started exchanging movies and stuff, like because he had movies on thumb drives, and I had some. And So we'd uh, like, trade back and forth. And you're not supposed secretive. to watch movies, everybody. Oh, not at all. And music and stuff, we'd exchange it. And then he was like, hey, you should you should come out with me one of these times. We should go do some. And I'm like, yeah, funny, you know, keep yeah. thinking it's going to happen. And then we did. We started hanging out more, but we'd sneak out at night. I actually shared a room with another girl, but she would go like every other weekend and stay uh-huh. down in St. George with her aunt. So we'd sneak out on those nights. Oh, okay. And we'd be gone all night.
0: You haven't planned.
1: Yeah. Okay. We planned it out really good.
0: Did you ever get caught?
1: Um, not with him, but one day I was just like so sick of everything and I called him like there's way too much drama here where you can get me. So we did. We hauled off for hours and everybody was looking for me and I actually ended up walking across town so no one knew I was with him. He dropped me off across oh. town and I walked <laughs> for like a half hour to get home oh. and everybody's like, where were you? I'm just like, oh, I was just across town. <laughs> I would tell him and they right. knew something was up, of course. And they're like, well, if you don't stop, you're going to have to move up to Cedar with your mom. And then I actually ended up did moving up there eventually.
0: So you had a phone at this point?
1: Yeah. He got me a phone.
0: Okay. Was that a secret too? You had to hide that?
1: Yeah. No one knew about it.
0: Oh, you didn't ever get caught either?
1: I never got caught. And then when I moved up to Cedar, I got me a job. Okay. Like probably a month. Yeah. So you were
0: wearing regular Gentile clothes?
1: Yeah. I would at work, but I'd have to change them when I came home. Oh. Because we were actually living in Cedar.
0: So you couldn't... you. Before you even walked in the house, you were back in your prairie dress.
1: I had to come in and change it. But most of the time, after a while, I was like, nah, not going to. Then I started buying clothes and wearing them. And it, yeah, it was a real, real hassle between everything.
0: (laughs) That just breaks my heart to hear that somebody can't wear regular, like the clothes they want. And that they go to their job and regular clothes have to come home and change just so that they don't get in trouble. Do you see that as... Now do you see, like, while that was happening where you, because I know you don't like to be submissive and I know you like to be your own person. So was that a battle within yourself? Like, I don't really want to do this though.
1: Yeah, it was. And I put up with it for a while and then I would come home and I would actually go put on some jeans and a t-shirt and I would like go... Like, go hang out with my boyfriend, or even just walk around the house. And my mom would be like, Don't dress like that around my children. I'd say, Hey, I am your child, and I'm going to dress how I want. Okay. But yeah.
0: So you leave with your boyfriend. How's that? What's that whole story?
1: So I actually wanted to leave back in February. So my stepmom actually called me up one day and said, Are you pregnant? And I'm like, No, I'm not. She's like, We both know the truth. Stop lying to me. What? So she straight up told me I was pregnant. And I got really mad and I was going to go. And I was like, hey, I'm going like I put in my two week notice at work and I was going to move. And then I was just like, you know, I can't do this because I'm angry at her. I have to do this for me. Okay. So I actually was like, Okay, hey, I can't do this right now. I can't say goodbye to my family because I'm mad at my stepmom. Like, so I called the whole thing off. And then June, so this is like back in like March, February. And then we talked about it and we knew we wanted to leave. So we'd planned it for a long time. And I told my mom I was going to go. And she's like, no, you're not. Oh. You can't go because you're not 18. And I can get law involved. And I'm like, mom, I'm not happy here. I'm going to go. So we fought about it for a long time. Yeah. And finally, she said, I just want you to be happy. Oh, so
0: okay. So yeah. you pack up your stuff and you're gone.
1: Yeah, so I, I packed my stuff. My boyfriend was living back in the creek. So he was living an hour away. So he packed up his stuff because his family actually moved up. To new harmony which is right by cedar like that weekend we were gonna go so it actually worked pretty good because he oh. lived in the shed not in the house with his family oh nice
0: I'm so sure that was great yeah <laughs> put him in the shed okay yeah
1: we actually snuck into his shed many of times with his dad in the house he was like 10 feet away his shed was 10 feet away from the house and we'd sneak in the shed and he'd lock the door and his dad come wake him up in the morning <laughs> oh wow in there watching <laughs> movies nice nice but so he helped his family move and then we rented a trailer and we went down there and loaded all his stuff up. So they weren't there. Oh, okay. And then we went up to my house and I had packed everything and we'd loaded it up. And said was your fa-
0: family there when you left the house? Yeah, How'd they that were
1: felt? there. Though I said goodbye to all of them. They all gave me a hug and they're just like, "I want you to be happy." They wished me the best and it was hard. Like, sure, we cried and cried, but they're like, "We're gonna be here for you." So
0: and you still have contact with some of them? Yeah, okay, most of awesome. them. I
1: don't have contact with my other mom's kids. Oh, okay. Okay. My my mom, I do have contact your sibling,
0: with. Your full siblings. That's cool.
1: So let's talk
0: about struggles from leaving just five months ago to positives of where you're at now. So let's go to struggles.
1: Well, first of all, like financially, like money wise, I got a job and it is hard if it wasn't for Maria because we live with her now. Like we would be definitely probably out on the street somewhere. Right, yeah. But uh Bill's getting a job and that was nice and I was happy. I was like, "Yay, this is me, you know, I can do this." But then I was like, I'd get missing my family and I'd feel down about it and I'd be like, "Can I do this?" You know, it's just and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm strong. Of course I can do this." And then, you know, it was back and forth for a long time. And with my boyfriend finding a job, it took about a couple weeks. So, we were a little bit in debt for a while there. Yeah. But we figured it out and we're getting back on top but yeah other than we still miss our families and he thought his dad quit talking to him but he hasn't yet Oh, okay so
0: that's good then
1: and his sister's actually out here too so
0: oh is she yeah oh, okay and you say out here like out in the real world
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: like out here in salt lake county
1: or okay yeah gotcha gotcha um let's i love to end on positive so let's go for that Um. Well, my boyfriend's following his dream. He wants to get his uh pilot's license, so he's doing that. He's gonna join the air force, and I I want to get into modeling. So I'm setting up shoots and I'm trying to set up portfolio. We're gonna see how that goes. And I'm working. I love my job. Um, it's been really good. There's still hard times, but most of all, we're on top and we've been pretty happy most of all. Living with each other has been hard. Of course, I mean, we're really young and we're jumping into like marriage level responsibility with each other. And it's kind of hard. Sometimes I wish like I could date around and get to know better perspective on life and actually see if this is what I want. And I might. I'm not sure yet. But yeah, I'm going with it and it's working out. So it's
0: only been five months. And like with Maria's story, it's been about 10 years. So just imagine in 10 years, who knows where you'll be. Right. Yeah, I I think (laughs) you'll be in a great spot. Um, last words because it's very interesting to have somebody who just bar- like you just barely left your uh, advice for people
1: um, I would tell them it is hard but it's definitely worth it um, living in a religion or a cult like that that is really controlled when you get out you probably will feel like you explode like you're like I want to do a thousand things with my life right now and so you they just need to take one thing and focus on it I appreciate not try that. to do everything at once
0: I appreciate you coming in thank you all right. So since we have Maria in studio with Joanna, we're just going to go and do a quick little session of comparing because everybody's story is so different. Like this is why I do the podcast. I, sh- I want everybody to tell their truth and their truth is their story. So Joanna's story and Maria's story are so different. So listening, you guys have been listening to each other's stories. What do you guys hear that is so different and you maybe didn't know that was happening because you've let Maria left 10 years ago. Joanna just left. So Joanna has been there since you were left. What's been different and what do you guys notice?
2: A lot of the um, things that I've heard her say, I have heard before now, um, having her live with me. I, I may quiz her a lot and be like, wait, what?
0: <laughs> wait, did I hear that right? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I do feel like it's almost a different religion since I left 10 years ago. Um, yes, men were getting sent away when I left, but the pulling apart of families, um, sending young kids to another family, no, that wasn't there. So I think that's a big difference I've noticed. Um, yet that's happened since since you've been as long as you can remember, right? Yeah, that yeah. was life. Like, yeah, that wasn't was- new to you. Um, So I think that, and, and you living with my family was a huge shock when I heard that. I was like, wait, a random person that is in our family is living with our family? <laughs> yeah, you say it's one of the best experiences you had out there, was living with that family.
1: It was, and your family was actually, I mean, I was happy there. I was truly happy at that time because there was like, they didn't judge you. If you made mistakes, they would give you a second choice. And if I wanted to be weird, if I wanted to be crazy or silly, like I wasn't blamed for that. Like, yeah, my family's a king could be of silly. That <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Mention some of those sure. brothers I've got. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but but that's something I think we get from our dad. Uh, father was non judgmental. He was all about forgiveness, second chances. Um, so I think that. But I also think a part of it is that we weren't in a plural family. And I don't think we see it that way. Uh, but I think now we didn't have to try to outdo another mother's kids or outdo another mother.
1: Yeah. And another thing, like I know that my family was happy before, like Mm -hmm. when it was just my real dad and my mom, like they were happy and they had fun. when We went camp and we and all that was prohibited after like we were told not to
2: go camping or anything. But monogamy truly is like that's the real way, (laughs) like that's the real life. So as soon as you try to add something that's foreign to society even though it's not foreign to us because that's what we were told it truly isn't something that your mind your body your spirit accepts it's foreign and so i think it makes a huge difference in the family concept
1: yeah it does definitely and even for us kids like everybody like well you don't know your real dad they'd say stuff like that and i'd be like yeah i don't but you know what that's not my problem mm-hmm. and now we are in this family and i remember even asking like i'd be like god why did you do this like, why did you put us here if it's not
2: working? Yeah, um, It's a little, little weird, but what are your feelings on God now? Like, where do you stand with that? Because that's been a big challenge for me over the 10 years. Like, God can't be real if he's this big, scary monster. And when I think of God, I think of the way Warren told us God. And so for me, it's easier to just set him aside.
1: Um, I believe that there is, like, someone there, but I... I don't believe that there's a fine line. They say they say it's as sharp as a double edged sword, the word of God, you know, there's the fine line between it. I believe that I actually don't believe that hell is actually I believe that murderers go to hell. Okay. Not normal people like us. Like
0: people that are trying.
1: Yeah. And I do believe there is some sort of a god somewhere, but I'm still kind of in like the middle that for out. that. Yeah, yeah. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I, I don't believe that he's a big huge uh scary guy with the staff that judges
2: everybody i'm not gonna lie i don't think my daughter even knows that word like it's not something i talk about right now because i don't feel like i understand it yeah and i don't it was forced on me Mm -hmm. and i didn't ever get to figure it out for myself so i think yeah yeah i'm I'm still
1: figuring it out Mm -hmm. like i don't know sometimes i'm like yeah i don't believe in it other times i'm like duh
2: what am i thinking then i'm just like yeah what am i thinking again you know so so something you mentioned uh before was hair on your head I didn't ever yeah. have to do that. I had to do the it hair. up. Like, we had to have it um, braided. braided, obviously. And our big, giant, Dylan calls them the polygamist hairs, the yes, poofs. The pl- <laughs> yeah, I never did them. Um, and my dad was mad about it. Yeah, I pulled out. my hair straight back when I was being a rebel. And I tried to pull out my new growth yeah. to make it look like oh, I had been. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was good a lot of that. And also, like, good. the dress is, like, plaid. Like, anything with print was restricted.
2: That um, happened while I was there for a... Um, for a while, it was okay to wear two tone, and then towards the end, it was like, Stop it! But I still did it because I loved my maroon black dress, so <laughs> I still wore it. Your favorite yeah. dress, huh? <laughs> I still have it. It's yeah, cool. and like even some nice.
1: of the shoes and stuff, we weren't supposed to be flashy or attractive. But you just wore tennis shoes essentially? Mostly just like, yeah, just like
0: I see like some of the older ladies walking around with tennis shoes. I'm like,
1: that's a new style
2: well, we what try was that. it? bible stompers we called the the sandals <laughs> mo, 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 maybe it was just my mom bible stompers and Moses sandals the yeah because <laughs> you're not supposed to have open toes right yeah you can't
1: have open toes they're either they're called that's naked feet, feet or something like yeah, that and you oh, weren't ever new. supposed to let your feet show new. like i didn't know that until like the full restoral thing again oh. so uh the person that lived with me that was full restoral your sister yeah, yeah she i came up with my bare feet and she's like joanna what are you doing and i'm like <laughs> um walking around she's like cover your feet
0: that's so that's <laughs> such like do people have like an issue like do they have like like other pedophiles with like, like <laughs> oh
1: but yeah and another thing like men could not see your hair hanging
2: ever yeah but but even though i didn't know that but i know why is that weird <laughs> that i didn't that wasn't taught but when you say it it makes sense to me because yeah because i'm gonna wash my husband's feet with this yeah. biz, and like i don't Gross. need some other men <laughs> being envious no. that this hair is touching some other man's feet like it makes sense yeah. to me even though i hadn't heard it
1: right <laughs> yeah i know it was just weird
0: i want to ask your differences between warren like your stories between warren like how joanna how was it to hear her stories of knowing warren and being there when warren was there because you had never i mean he's been gone for how long
1: well it was weird i was like serious like i don't know i just can't see maria actually thinking of him like that like she used to <laughs> and with me like i i thought of him that way too but like her knowing him and he is he i mean people say you know he's got this great smile and he's a charmer and all this stuff and he's charismatic ever remember
2: seeing him ever see no him?
1: when i was very small before my dad was sent we did a lot with his family because one of my uh, dad's moms, not his real mom, but one of her moms married Roland. So we would spend a lot of time over there. And they said that we did do a lot with Warren, but I don't remember him at all.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. Because like I, I remember seeing him at least weekly because he was always at church. Um, and uh, sometimes then he'd come to, I can't, did he, I feel like he went around to like some of the schools sometimes or stuff like that. So I remember seeing him um I, I remember shaking his hand and feeling like i was touching god which is funny now because i i all i now realize that was a creepy feeling yeah. but as a kid i was like oh i'm feeling the spirit of God. Sure. no actually i was really getting the creeps because somebody was looking at me like <laughs> was probably had uh, like a hand like a dead say, fish yeah, too yeah he's so skinny i know yeah and and the he, funny he thing is i think of him that, as nerdy yeah, now i is. think of him as nerdy well i always thought of him a little bit like that believe it or not i didn't like, ever I, I was just like holy mighty and now like I look people at it would and I'm say and like, eh. not nerdy in a good way because i like my nerds but right, <laughs> sure. it wasn't fun nerdy it was creepy, like creepy nerd. nerdy yeah <laughs> yeah
1: well people would say like oh warren's so handsome he's so beautiful he's got the spirit of god but even to me like even it, when they it said that you didn't no i was just like okay what do you see here <laughs> but you never are we talking about the same person see him <laughs> yeah so
2: but i never knew him
0: so but you guys put pictures of him in your wall on your house, all right? the time
2: oh, uh, every room right yep. every room yep
1: wait what
2: yeah. And we had and most like of the bedrooms. Was it like even.
0: the same picture like distributed but or
1: yeah, it was the same picture copied everywhere. Like we didn't have one in every one of our rooms because we had like thirteen bedrooms when I was younger, but most of the rooms I wow. think
0: the
2: bathroom was the only one we yeah. didn't have it in, and like we were supposed. Wait, that to
0: would be that would make more sense that he was in the bathroom. <laughs>
2: though. <laughs> yeah, well, right? he was That's in the bathroom the after. Oh, he was in no. the <laughs> bathroom.
1: Oh,
0: oh really? Oh yeah, he <laughs> was. Yeah. What about the
1: houses? He there was a big picture of him in the bathroom. <laughs> what was the? I was um, like, okay, <laughs> Zion above the door. I was just going to oh, yeah. get
0: there. You read my mind. What is that?
1: <laughs> it's that just a after. Zion plaque. We we're all required to do it. What it does was it like, mean?
0: Like, if you don't have it, you're not holy. Like, if you walk in the door, you're not like what?
1: I don't know. I think mostly they were trying to put out that this was
2: a house of zion or something was it a little bit like the lamb's blood on the door and moses or i kind of think so that's what it and also to
0: only holy like the holy place or something yeah. another
1: yeah. thing that was really weird is the forty east had like this little wreath it was like a little something made of some sort of i don't even know what it was made of. it was like a certain uh plant or something but they were passing them to all the people you're supposed to hang them above your door and huh. it's supposed to mean that your house to be blessed or something and if You didn't have them like mostly going to forest strolls, had them and all this stuff. But it was it was so weird. I didn't understand that one at all.
2: Seems so right. So like like, now we can't have Christmas wreaths.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Now that I drive down, oh, they don't do like they don't celebrate Christmas. Oh no, no, not at all.
2: No holidays. No holidays so much fun so this is joanna's first halloween and first christmas yeah we're going all out yeah do it
0: (laughs) so when i drive around the creek now there are some doors that say zion is the general rule that that's a flds that that's an flds family house
1: yeah, but a lot of them are still out of the plackets. So, like, a lot of the evicted houses will still have them. And even some of the apostates will have them. Sometimes they just won't take them down. Sometimes they will. Like, oh, okay. So, it's, it's
0: not, like, I, I can't assume that that's an FLDS house. No. Okay.
2: You can assume it once was. Because yes. you never know with houses It was in the crick. Yeah, they were the once whole, <laughs> FLDS. The whole town was once,
0: right? <laughs> so, now that you have left, and um, have you been back to the crick? I have a couple times. And how do you see it now?
1: It's just weird. Like... When I first moved out, but I was still there, I would go back and I'd be like, dude, I miss this place. Like, it was a small town. I miss, like, driving the Arizona Strip and I miss all this stuff. But now I go back and I'm just like, yeah, it's just it's just a town. Mm. Like, it's half evicted. I mean, it's not even yeah. taken care of. It's not kept up with, you know, Bored how did I call this Houses are home? boarded up and everything. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah.
2: And maybe because I didn't have any of the eviction experience, but I still... Uh, get nostalgic going home. I still do. It's still home to me. Yeah. I still go in and I in my mountains, our mountains. Yeah. Um, that's still I mean, a big they're, thing they're, too. They're gorgeous. Our mountains are gorgeous. Yeah. Like, And it's funny because you talk about the little town out in the desert. We yeah. all see this as one of the most beautiful spots on earth because yeah. that's what we were taught our whole life. And like, yeah. It's a holy, a holy, holy place. Anyways. And desert blossoming as the rose. To us, it did. Yeah. It did. Even though truthfully, mm. It's almost a ghost town now, but yeah. but I still get reminiscent and I still be like, oh, I remember that one time mm-hmm. when I did that one thing in that one spot right there. Like, Yeah, I have memories. that still.
0: I think it's good that you guys have happy memories and most across the board, the people I've interviewed also have pretty good happy memories because I think people think, oh, polygamy, negative, negative. No, it's not all negative. There are negatives, but mostly growing up because you didn't know any better, right? So
2: yeah. yeah. And a huge chunk of my negative and horrible experiences have been after I left home because that then i was all of a sudden shut out from the happy that i had and yes like you said obviously polygamy hurts all kids it it hurt and in some way or another in some way or another and even the boys can you imagine trying to be a man trying to control two wives come on we're hard to control like <laughs> right, come on yeah, like, yeah and not just that man i if, do if those
1: men let like if those men are not controlling us and if they let us run them over they get sent away
2: yeah 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 mm. you're in trouble for letting a woman tell you what to do and uh and asking you like if you have a woman question you you can't even handle that in your own either you need to take that straight to warren and have him correct her and then he'll probably correct you too because she felt like she had any right to question you ever before like
0: crazy (laughs)
1: um this one girl she once said i i do not want to be the reason my husband gets sent away because he cannot direct me and i'm not submissive to him
2: yeah 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 that's uh, hearing that story made me cry it made me sick to think that some girls think that they can control a husband's future or anyone's future your future's in your own hands like you make or break it and to think that and be told that you could be someone else's reason for not going to heaven or for getting sent away like how horrible is that thought it's
0: any last things that you guys heard in each other's story that you were like wait a minute
2: Ah, i don't know how about you um i mean a lot of your story is wait a minute because like i said it's i'm like i was there i know it and then you talk and i'm like i didn't know that and i didn't (laughs) know that and i didn't know that so it's uh one thing i think that matches between our two stories is um what is it we were taught our whole lives that god's word never changes yeah it's it's forever obviously it's changing constantly yeah and, and then not, everything
1: so, and change is yeah. like a normal thing that happens
2: i mean the the things you talk about like the way that they were taught they were taught a certain way to clean a certain way to yeah, dress, yeah. a certain way to eat so
1: also the deep cleaning and stuff yeah. every month and to use your right hand for clean rags and your left hand for dirty rags and all yeah, that yeah, yeah,
2: and and the cleaning in and of itself my mother was not a clean person now she wasn't a pig but she was busy all the time mm. and we had she liked to call it organized chaos or organized clutter where she'd have like clutter piles throughout the house she knew where stuff was in that certain clutter pile but like that's how she, I mean, she was a busy mother and yeah. and that's how i am now um and i don't see it as messy yet when joanna moved in a lot of the time she'll say stuff like that's a mess and i'll be like oh it's just like a pile <laughs> of clutter but it's not like on the floor you can walk like what are you talking yeah. about like and and to see that like And it kind of makes me sad sometimes when she talks to me about the way their house had to be that clean and how it annoys her when she sees a mess. And I'm like, I mean, it can be a good thing and it can be a bad thing. But when I get faced with the decision between spending time with my child and cleaning the house, I'm going to take spending that time with my child. Whereas you guys didn't get that choice. And you didn't get the choice to have a child to not do anything but clean either. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And like our houses were extremely clean. We deep cleaned every room every month. Like we started over. It didn't matter how big the house was. We got it done every month. And so it is weird and it's it stresses me sometimes, but I realize your choice and I understand why you you feel that way. And now I don't see it like that. So and I'm starting to understand life like a normal life now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well so I'm just going to take this moment to say if there's any FLDS polygamist looking for a job, in my house, I mean, my if you guys are still deep cleaning every month, <laughs> I'll, I'll take it on that. Yeah, I do have a couple of
0: <laughs> friends that travel <laughs> to Eagle Mountain, and clean some stuff. So no, I I,
2: I, if I could afford a housekeeper, that's one thing I would love to not do is yeah. clean my house. I, it's not that I hate cleaning, but I, I like to go, I have friends now, which I didn't, I mean, I had people that I called friends, but we didn't do things that I do now. Like I have friends with kids and we want to take our kids and go do things. And I would way rather do that. I work 50 hours a week. I don't want to come home and work some more. Yeah. Like yeah, Obviously, like do dishes, do laundry, do the basics. But I don't want to deep clean yeah. my house. This doesn't sound like a fun time. Yeah. And yeah, I remember <laughs> that being like fun when we did spring. Cleaning, oh, yeah. That was a fun
1: time. Yeah. And
2: that was our enjoyment.
1: Like even after like all the entertainment. huh? Enjoyment.
2: Yeah. Yes. We didn't say fun. It was oh. enjoyable. Yeah, oh. and like after
1: the United <laughs> Order, like we were we were taught that recreation was bad in every form.
2: Yeah, and talk and talking to some people that are still there or some people that have le- recently left, a lot of them talk about the boredom they feel. They didn't know mm-hmm. what to do. There wasn't school. Mm-hmm. They didn't have fun things, and they're like, "Oh well, we just kind of make our own fun. We dig in the dirt with a stick." Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they yeah. didn't. They didn't. They went bored. They went. I mean, they went crazy because they were so bored all the time. And yeah, I don't ever remember being, I mean, that was times I was bored. I mean, I was still a kid and I was like, I don't want to do anything, but I want to do something. But like, there was something to do. I had friends. I had people I went and did things with. I, like, I think it's kind of sad that all that stuff was taken away and they think it's to better, but honestly, it drives so many kids crazy. They end up leaving so they can just have something yeah, to do. And then they
1: explode and become either... Yeah. They, I mean, they get into drugs and stuff because they're curious about stuff like that and they want to be so many t- things so they like explode and then they have no direction. Which is
2: such a big topic too. It's, it's huge. It could cover a whole nother section of not being taught anything about something makes you want to try everything about all of it.
1: Yeah. And it's like, even like the talk about sex, like we were never taught about that. Like half the people can come out here and just get pregnant when they're young and they're like,
2: you How know, did this happened. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I like, it's sad. I mean, a lot of my sisters and stuff didn't even know anything about their own bodies. And yep. just like, um, you know. Well, and like, that goes into
2: your schooling, talking about like earth science also. Yeah, art about science health. and stuff. We didn't get any sort of even like a Utah education of health, yeah. like nothing. Right. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it was, I remember being embarrassed to talk to my mother about shaving my armpits. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember being like, when I first grew up and like started my monthlies and my periods, or whatever they call them.
2: No anyway. Conversations. Yeah. And yet no. My mom didn't <laughs>
1: know for two years because I didn't dare talk to her uh, about it. I said something to my older sister and she helped me and she didn't say a word because I made her promise she wouldn't. Do they let, let you guys use pads and tampons?
2: Yeah. Not tampons. Or no. Do you, no. Do you Some people
1: can now. It's a little bit more, you know, what people do, but... They actually had these weird things for a while. They call them famvies. The storehouse made them, and they were rewashable, and they were gross. Yeah, I, I heard about <laughs> it. It's like
0: a cloth or something. Yeah,
1: See, and I vowed to never use those. For me. Yeah, yeah. I, I never, ever would. Ugh. And my mom said she was going to be some. I'm like, you will not. Mm. Like, if you do, I'll throw them away. So gross. <laughs> I, I So yeah, I never had to, but my sisters did, and Aww. I feel sorry for them, and they don't anymore, which is good. Yay. Yeah. I
2: mean, I, I remember also thinking like, and even after I've left and stuff, thinking, oh, yeah, well, the United Order thing could work. No. And, like, but if everybody gave everything and nobody, but but come on, why should I, like, I mean, it goes into politics. Why should I work my butt off all the time and then just give and give and give? Like, yes, I, I agree giving feels good. It does. Yeah. To help, to give, yes. But it should be my choice to give what I want to give and when I want to give and if well, I'm working for something.
1: That's straight up labor and like. For you to give everything and not receive like uh, there's the leaders of business and they they are good business leaders because they pay their workers they take care of them. Then there's also ones that don't care about their workers that just expect them to give and give and that's kind of what that is.
2: Which the boys the boys at home can talk a lot about that yeah. their construction jobs and not actually getting paid. Yeah, yeah and them.
1: it's like they would like even after they were getting paid like they would send out this big thing in meetings saying okay we need three grand from every single elder by the end of this week give. Where do they yeah. yeah they would go get loans a lot of them would get in debt yeah, i mean yeah. i feel sorry for those guys I know a
2: lot of them still like
1: and we even the girls would give all they could like clear down to everything they had in savings
2: crazy so
1: and oh. i find out that half of these are going into phone cards for orange apps
2: well and not just wait that, you did
1: how did you find that out because i was looking up a lot of stuff and it said he was oh. in jail for like he was in a jail for three months and he spent over 10 grand in phone cards
2: yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, if and in some of them for taxes, money.
1: some of them for taxes and stuff. But I'm just like, and then oh. once I remember I'm saying something about how we needed to pay so Warren Jeffs would be able to call us and give us direction or whatever. Oh. And yeah, I
2: wouldn't be surprised if a lot of this money is going into his commissary. Like that's.
1: Oh, yeah, we paid the lawyers and we paid a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's that's what w- we paid for that. You're welcome. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's still stuck. Yeah,
1: good. So I Oh had, really, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad he's in there.
2: <laughs> I love it. Um, I had one question for you about, uh, just because that was a story I wanted to talk about. What was the police situation in your, like when you were there? Were, Cause I think a lot more outside police had started coming into the town about that time. Yeah,
1: they did. At first it was like, no. And then like with the evictions, like none of our police could actually live on, uh, the UEP property. Oh, because they had to evict people out. They had to follow the laws, but they wouldn't like, sometimes they would try not to. And a lot of the police would drop out. Yeah. Because they didn't want to like break the law of God and kick people out. But then they like had to allow people to actually, like Gentiles, come in and actually be a part of the police academy here because it was like it wasn't working.
2: Yeah, yeah. And they had to. Because so uh, the story I have is how control or how controlling, and obviously not just the police, everyone out there, the mayor, the everything, but the police how controlling they are or how much they uphold the laws of god over the laws of men um i have a cousin who was um pulled over at one point with cds music in his car and he had his younger brother with him the police gave him a ticket for contributing to minors and however he wrote it out or marked it up as like a felony and he had to go fight it and and because he had music in his car with his younger brother, so he was he had like contraband that he was wow. contributing to his my- mi- minor brother, like yeah, so like it, i I find that interesting yeah and i'm
1: not I'm not sure, I think to some extent, they tried and tried to push over the laws that we were given over the laws of the land, and we were getting in trouble for it, yeah, we but, were,
2: and I remember as I left, I remember a lot of court cases and stuff coming out that was like. And even, like, the food stamp frauds and stuff, like, I pushing that. I was terrified that. of the sheriffs, though. The Mojave County sheriffs oh, yeah, that would drive through, was and was I'd it. be like, they're Gentiles, they're wicked. Like, that would scare me. That would tear me. Yeah, we were we, were, we were told, so like, they'd like, come a town, but
1: it'd be like, everybody go in their house and shut their blinds and shut their doors and go upstairs <laughs> yeah. and pray because there's, t- like, wow. bad cops in town. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Wow. Yep. And then, like, our sheriffs would, like, try to, like, contradict the laws of the land and stuff, and it was just getting way down to where they were just like, hey, We're done. Like a lot of them had to like drop out and stuff because of it.
2: I think um, if we're going to end on positive, I think that having you move in with me has been one of the best experiences for me, um, especially as I've been doing more research. I think that hearing you talk about, first of all, talking about my family that I haven't really had much to do with for 10 years has made me feel close to them again. And I love that. Um, And watching you go through the same experiences I've gone through makes me feel very human. (laughs) <laughs> be like oh uh-huh. yeah hey I remember that feeling and, and then also it makes me feel like she's going to get through this whether you feel that way or not I know you are because I did yeah. And, and, and you remind me so much of me and I love and hate it. Um, and I'm sure you do too. And I'm like, no, no, I did that. And you're like, shut up. Yeah. This well, is my life. Well, I'm like,
1: I'm like, I'm just so glad that you've had experiences. And thank you so much for the advice. And then I'm just like, but this is my life. Yeah, like yeah. you said. And then you're like, well, I've been through this. I've gone through this. And I'm like, but I need to know that for yeah. myself. I need
2: to experience heartbreak. I need to experience bad things too. Yeah. And that part of me wants you to not experience that. Yeah. They but then I realized that I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't experience that. So I think if if we're going to end this positive, I think yep. you being in my life has been one of the best things since I've left to be able to relive and remember that I felt that way and that I'm better now. And also to be able to take a deep breath and not try to man your life, even <laughs> though I want to so bad sometimes, uh, because I know you're going to turn out just fine. You're going to kill it. Yeah. Uh, might take 10 years it might not because you're a way bigger go-getter than I was when I first left I didn't know what to do and I think and some of it is the resources you have right now but I think you already know what you want to do what you're going to go for yeah and you have you have talent <laughs> I had to find my talent <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and another thing I'm really glad like I got to move in with you because your family was honestly that felt more like a family to me uh, than my own I, even my own mom's kids like and I miss them more than I miss my own family
2: I miss my family. And they I feel like people. I still have a connection
1: to them yeah. when I'm with you.
2: Yeah. And, they're, and they, I know a lot of families out there, there's uh, bad and negative, but honestly, I feel like one of, my family was one of the best, and I have people talk about my father that way, like he was, um, even cousins say so he was more of a father to them, and so, yay, yeah. yay my family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: I love them. So yeah, that's good. I'm yeah. glad that I got to move with you because of that. Me too.
2: Yeah.
0: I love it. Thanks, ladies.
2: No problem.